Join us for lively discussion about the A-State community. Each week, we'll meet with a variety of faculty, staff, and students to discuss all things Arkansas State University. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections. This is A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. You can also listen by searching for Red Wolf Radio Podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Marty Scarborough, Program Director for KASU, the Public Media Service of Arkansas State University, sitting in for Jonathan Reeves. Today, as we enter into midterms here on the A-State campus in Jonesboro, we're talking with Kelly Listenby, Director of Learning Support Services, and with Madeline Ragland, PAC Support Coordinator. They'll be telling us about each of their areas and the services they provide to their students. So, Madeline and Kelly, welcome to A-State Connections. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Okay. happy to be here. Kelly, we'll, be, we'll begin with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what's brought you to A-State. Oh, okay. I followed a boy, and I don't suggest it, but I did <laughs> marry him, that helps. Um, but I came up for undergrad and just never left. So, I've been at ASU for almost a decade. Okay. Madeline, same question for you. I'm the same. Well, I didn't follow a boy here, but <laughs> otherwise I'm the same as Kelly. I came here for undergrad. Um, Kelly and I actually both have the same undergrad and grad degrees, but I did come here to, uh, I was on scholarship for the A-State Choir, so that's what brought me here. I enjoyed it so much that I just decided to make a career out of being in college, so I've been here about <laughs> four and a half years. Okay. Well, I'm always curious to ask, um, and again, uh, Kelly, we'll start with you. What was it about A-State that connected with you as a high school senior to think, yeah, this is where I want to come. This is where I want to invest in getting my degree. Sure. So financially, it was a smart move. It made sense for me and my family. And they had the degree that I wanted. I wanted to pursue uh, public relations and communications and English. And I got to do all of that. Um, and they kept me. They hooked me. I became an RA in my <laughs> second semester and just never went home. Just stayed. <laughs> okay. Madeline, what was it about ASU that was appealing to you? So I have been in Jonesboro for most of my life. And so whenever I was in high school and exploring different college options, I wanted the feeling of leaving home. And um, again, like Kelly, the, the financial aspect was a, a big factor for me, but something that I loved and really sealed the deal for me, aside from being on scholarship with choir, was that I had that feeling of going away, but I was still close to home. Um, and then as I stayed here through my undergrad, and um, it, it was really the people and the faculty and staff who really just made the experience great for me. Well, I know that for both of you and the areas which you oversee, you're basically doing that now as your career, making this a positive experience for students here on the A-State campus. And I want to talk with each of you about some of the, the services that your areas provide to students here on our campus. And uh, Kelly, we'll, we'll start with you. Just tell us, what's the overall mission of the Learning Support Services Office here on campus? Okay, so our mission is really to foster independent learning. Hmm. So we want students to come in struggling and well they don't have to come in struggling but usually they come in struggling <laughs> and we want them to leave feeling empowered and confident in their ability to learn. Well, you mentioned independent learning. Could, could you elaborate on that? Give, a, give me a definition of what is successful independent learning. Sure. So to be able to walk through an entire study cycle or an entire study process and 
when you don't know the answer to a question, to be able to navigate the resources available to you, to be able to find that answer and to be confident in it, that's really to us what independent learning looks like. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit some of the specific things. I know one thing that uh, you think about students that may be having some issues with some of their classes, particularly as freshmen or sophomore, just simply needing some one-on-one -on -one tutoring. Is that something that your office provides? Absolutely, so we do a lot of things. We do one-on-one -on -one tutoring, group tutoring, um, learning groups and supplemental instruction. So we've sort of got this tiered level of supports available to students. And we also go as far as academic success coaching. So students who are really, you know, having trouble making those connection pieces um, for those academic learning skills generally. Hmm. Maybe they don't need content assistance. They don't need help in college algebra. They need help in all five classes <laughs> that they're in. Um, so we have academic success coaches who sit down with those students and create goals and help them work toward those throughout the semester. So basically, if I'm understanding you correctly, yes, you do provide students, tutors who are maybe having trouble with college algebra, but then you also have opportunities for them to improve just their overall study skills and study habits. You got it. Okay. Well, let me talk about the one-on-one -on -one tutoring that, that, that happens. First of all, how do you recruit tutors to help those students who have needs for them? Okay, so I should first say that I direct only one of seven centers across campus. Okay. So we have a lot of opportunity for students get to get connected as tutors. And at any given time, we have around 100 one-on-one -on -one tutors on campus here at A-State. And in order for a student to apply to learning support services specifically, generally we're hiring undergraduate students, but that's not always the case. We do have some grad students, but they have to have received an A or a B in the course for which they'd like to tutor. Um, so usually we pull a report of all of those students and we reach out to them specifically to say like, hey, is this something you want to do? <laughs> and um, then they have to get a letter from their faculty for the course that they'd like to support. And then we bring them on and it takes usually uh, two weeks probably from start to finish for us to identify someone and then pull them into our tutoring cohort. Well, with the hundreds and hundreds of classes that are offered here, I'm I'm sure that you can't have a tutor for every single course, or, so or do you? We don't have a tutor for every course, but we do have the opportunity to support every course. And when I say that, we cover most of the general education courses, so courses students are taking in their freshman and sophomore years, and then we focus on high-challenge courses. Those are courses that are um, generally have a high drop, fail, or withdrawal rate, and we pull that every semester, we identify those courses, and then we support them with a tutor. But students have the opportunity at any time to request a tutor for a course. And if they request a tutor for a course, then we'll first start by saying, okay, what kind of support are you looking for? Have you gone to office hours to talk with your faculty member? If they've checked all of our boxes and they still need help, um, then we start from the beginning in our search process and we pull in a tutor for them. Okay. And it seems like it would be obvious, but sometimes maybe it doesn't even cross the student's mind that they could receive a, a tutor and have these particular services available to them. How do you get the word out? How do you encourage students who might be struggling to say, maybe a tutor is the right thing for me? Yeah. So we visit a lot of making connections classes. <laughs> um, I happen to 
also coordinate the first year experience. So really thankful for that opportunity to get connected with our freshmen in that way. And then we do classroom visits for all of the courses that we support, as long as the faculty member will graciously give us, you know, 10 minutes of their time. <laughs> um, and then we use an app called Penji, but students have a button, a tutoring button. It says tutoring in their My A-State accounts. So if they click that, it takes them in through Penji and they can request tutoring for, for any course within the app. So even if they're looking for support for a class that we don't currently offer tutoring for, then it says request additional time or request additional subject. And they send an email straight to me and then we follow up with them within 24 hours. So we have tried to do a lot to <laughs> um, support their ability to make that request. Um, but we, we're telling everyone we know. That's why we're here today. <laughs> well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you're here telling us about that. So one-on-one yeah, -on -one tutoring, but then also I want you to elaborate a little bit more about these learning groups okay. that, that are coordinated through your office. Yeah, so people learn better together. And um, just generally, people mm -hmm. learn better together. They learn better in cohorts. Some of our students are really great about developing those cohorts independently, nursing and health professions. I don't know what they're drinking over there, <laughs> but they are rocking it out. They create their own little study groups. Not every discipline is like that. Um, so we try and develop those cohorts for students. So in those high challenge courses, like we talked about, we will offer a learning group session where a tutor leads the learning group and it's like a, an additional support or study session, but it's class-wide. So hmm. everyone in your t entire section is invited to come and participate in that study session together. Yeah. I know different people have different learning styles. And so uh, how do you take that into account when you're looking at one particular student who might be struggling with one particular class and determining, okay, yeah, I need to give them some extra support, but what's the best way in which me for me to do that for this particular student? So our tutors are all actually in learning support. All of our tutors are trained through, through the College Reading and Learning Association. So we actually have an accreditation for our tutoring program. And all of our tutors are trained to ask questions like that so that they can learn more about um, how to dig in to that study session so that they make it as impactful as they can for the students. Well, as a parent of college students, uh, you know, I want to be sure and keep track on, on how well they're doing with, with their courses. Are there any ways in which parents can connect with your office or find out ways to determine, okay, how are my students actually doing in the classes now as they're, again, reaching toward midterm? So FERPA doesn't allow us to talk to parents generally, but they can apply and, and have um, a form, a specific form, maybe Madeline knows what it's called, but it's through the registrar's office and the parent will file that with the student's permission um, in order for us to talk about grades and that sort of thing. But generally, if a parent is calling, then we'll always talk to them about what supports are available for their students and how their students can take advantage of them. Because again, we want to foster that independent learning, right? So we want our parents to know um, how they can refer their students back to us if they aren't already a part of our program. Well, one other thing I want to ask you about and ask you to comment on is 
students don't need to wait too late into the semester if they realize they're needing help, right? Yeah, so the first test, the first assignment that you find yourself struggling on or not doing as well as you'd like, not even struggling. If you're making a B and you want to make an A, come see us then, right? Don't wait. So come early, come often. <laughs> Kelly Liston B is the Director of Learning Support Services here at A-State. Coming up after the break, we'll talk with Madeline Ragland, PAC Support Coordinator, about some of the uh, services that they provide to students here at A-State. We'll continue our conversation after this quick timeout. We'll be right back with more of A-State Connections. ASU TV, shows like Red Wolf Roundtable, ASU TV News, Westside Football, and more. Gain real life experience while doing what you love. Get involved with ASU TV today. Are you looking for an education that will take you places? At Arkansas State University, we're preparing students for success in today's ever-changing job market. With expert faculty and cutting-edge technology, we're creating an environment where students can thrive and reach their full potential. And with a diverse student body and a supportive community, you'll find plenty of options to get involved and make lifelong connections. Discover all that Arkansas State University has to offer. Apply today and start your journey to a brighter future. Red Wolf Radio is a student-led organization at Arkansas State University wanting to hear your takes on pop culture, music, the news, and college life. Just about anything you can think of. Located in the Education and Communications building on campus, we are always looking for more volunteers. So if you're an Arkansas State University student, no matter the major, and this is something that interests you, shoot us an email at redwolfradio at astate.edu. That's redwolfradio at astate.edu. Let them hear you how. At Arkansas State, we want you to go. Go where learning soars, takes flight, and rockets ahead. Go for experiences, internships, and scholarships. We want you to go. Become A-State Maine. Are you ready to go? Go.astate.edu for details. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections. Welcome back to A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. I'm Marty Scarborough, continuing our conversation about supporting A-State students here during midterms. My guests again today are Kelly Listenby of the... Uh, Learning Support Services Office here on campus, and with Madeline Ragland, who's PAC Support Coordinator. And Madeline, I want to focus on you now for a few moments. Um, tell us a little bit about the, um, the mission of PAC Support. So per our website, I'll take from that, um, the PAC Support serves as the one-stop resource for faculty, staff, and students who are looking for any kind of extra guidance, support, anything of the sort and so that's what we're here to do is to help um, it's not just limited to students but to our employees as well 
Okay, so we're talking about support. Are you talking about academic support? Uh, what, what Elaborate on what kinds of support that you provide. Everything. Okay. So um, we definitely collaborate with Kelly in learning support services. Um, we collaborate with student affairs, access and accommodation services, um, counseling services, um, advising. I mean, we every office uh, we collaborate with and get students connected to. So I'm assuming that uh, this is something, that, as, as Kelly said, you're kind of getting students in there, uh, making connections classes. That's how you're getting the word out to them about what PAC services provides? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yes. Um, th the fall is definitely a very busy time for us because um, I definitely try to get in those FYE classes where I can and, and where there's availability just so I can let students know this is a free service that's available to you if you don't if you have a question about something um, and you don't know who to ask, that's what we're there for. Um, and th there are some that are just high touch cases that I may need to get more involved in, but there are some that are just as easy as, hey, who's my financial aid advisor? And I just identify that contact information for students. So basically what you're doing is just when students don't know exactly where to go to to deal with a particular issue, you're just kind of steering them in the right direction, connecting them to the right person. Exactly, basically serving as a triage center for student questions. And then the other side of that is um, we have a, a software called Starfish, and so that's an early alert system, and there are flags that instructors can raise on students. Um, so like Kelly was talking about, that you never can go get into tutoring early enough. Um, that's where those flags come in, um, whether that be for tutoring or for counseling or, or any other areas on campus. So not only do students reach out to you who need help, your office then actually reaches out to some students that you think might need some assistance? Exactly. So that's where faculty support is really important important as well and we definitely appreciate the faculty who are heavy users of PAC support because I'm not in the classroom so if there's a student who's struggling or maybe they mention one day after class I'm just really stressed and having a hard time with time management um, a faculty member may raise a flag and I can read into that flag and think okay that student may benefit from learning support coaching with Kelly maybe some outreach from counseling as well um, so it's really helpful as I'm I can't be in all classes at once so it's it's helpful to have faculty um, raising flags as well so again your office doesn't necessarily provide the services but connects the students with other places on campus that can provide those specific services that's correct well I want to talk to you about some of the ways in which you connect students with some of those services um, obviously uh, you know we're out of the pandemic now but it's been a very big time of transition and change of course coming to college is a huge transition and change for a, for a high school student let's talk a little bit about some of the the mental health counseling services to which you can uh, refer students that might need some assistance in that area absolutely um, we have a wonderful um, counseling center the Wilson Wilson counseling center which is now located um, by the parking garage they have their own building now um, they have been doing a lot of workshops this semester which are advertised in the Daily Digest and they're on the campus calendar as well. Amber Long Martin is their director and she is wonderful to um, come to classes to give more information about the services that they provide. Um, they provide counseling sessions in general if you're um, an in-state on-campus student um, and and just a really great resource. Okay so um, 
Is that an, an, another way in which um, faculty members or maybe even roommates or friends, is there a way that they can refer to someone to say they may need these, these services? Yes, yes. Um, and, and it's not limited to just faculty um, reaching out to PAC support. Yes, a roommate, if you're noticing, you know, my roommate's very withdrawn, they're skipping class, they just aren't leaving the bed or whatever it may be, um, a student may reach out to PAC support. Um, we have an email, which is pacsupport at astate.edu. We also have a phone number as well um, and so they can reach out in any of those capacities and just say hey I have a concern about my friend or roommate um, and then I can make that referral for counseling to then reach out to the student. Okay so uh, maybe other issues that may need to be resolved like say that you know I'm having an issue with um, simply paying for my tuition, paying for my bills, what kind of uh, resources and what places where you could refer students having issues with simply paying for the cost of their education? Yes, that is something that comes up a lot as well. Um, so for personal expenses, um, there is a wonderful student emergency fund uh, sponsored by the Student Philanthropy Council. And that is a one-time grant of up to $500 that students can apply for. So if you are, say, having trouble making your rent payment or you need groceries or any kind of personal expense that is a non-tuition related bill, um, the Student Emergency Fund can possibly cover if you apply for that and, and get that. Um, if it's a tuition type of issue and they're not sure of what their resources are, I'll reach out to financial aid and just say, hey, this student has reached out. Here is their information. Can you let me know what their uh, options are so I can share on behalf of, of financial aid, or I may just go ahead and get them connected with their financial aid counselor. Now, unfortunately, there may be times uh, during a semester in which a student, either themselves or a family member, faces some some serious illness or mm -hmm. perhaps a death in the family or a major unexpected life change. How does your office help students to navigate through those particular times, and how can your office help them? Yes, again, that's a great time for um, the counseling center to come in if there are, are changes that they're needing to talk to with a professional. But um, just on the uh, logistics level of things, if you are, um, especially yourself, if you're experiencing an illness and you need to be out of class, um, you can always reach out to myself or Dr. Martha Spack, um, who's our vice chancellor for student affairs, and either one of us can work um, with the student and as well as their faculty members to let them know, can you, you know, please offer some flexibility flexibility during this time, they're going to need to be out due to some extenuating circumstances. Well, what about any kind of like, I, I can't think of a better term for it other than conflict resolution. If they're having an issue with a roommate or an issue with a professor or even someone that's in the classroom with them, are there things that your office can do to help students resolve some of those kind of issues? Again, we kind of act as a triage uh, center in those types of situations. So if they're experiencing an issue with a faculty member, I will then refer them to the chair of the department and help them identify that contact. And that's where I personally think PAC support is helpful because as a student, I just would have thought, oh, I'm just having this issue, but I'm just having this issue. I don't know <laughs> what to do about it. So I can kind of help in, um, in guiding them through that process and identifying that contact. If it's more of a situation that they're having a conflict with their roommate, that's where student affairs can come in. But again, I would, I'm happy to guide them to, uh, to that contact information. I'm sure that your office gets all kinds of questions, and I've touched on some of these, but what are some of the other things that students come to you say, hey, I need help with this. What are some of the other examples? Well, you touched on the big ones that we hear about a lot, you know, financial concerns, conflicts, um, 
mental health concerns, but something that I always share whenever I visit with FYE classes is that there is no question that is too big or too small. Um, I remember when I was a freshman here, um, I always joke with the students, it was eight million years ago, um, but I was a first generation student and so um, I was kind of feeling alone and navigating how college worked and I didn't know who to ask about what. Um, so I just always reiterate to them that um, you're in college for the first time, this is your experience, it's your first time experiencing it and it's okay to have questions um, and there's no question that's too big or too small to ask. Um, and the example that I always give, this actually occurred before my time, but um, during the fall I know uh, just hang in with me because this is going to sound like, where is this going? Um, there are grasshoppers everywhere throughout the fall. And there, um, it was a few years ago, a student was pretty afraid of grasshoppers. And I mean, the grasshoppers were everywhere on the car door, <laughs> on the parking lot, on the res hall. I mean, just everywhere. And they were terrified. And they reached out to PacSport and said, what can we do about this? And we were able to get them connected with, with facilities management. And they were able to resolve the great grasshopper invasion <laughs> for that student. So it is a funny story. But at the same time, it's just a testament to there, there really is not a question that is dumb or a problem that is too small, uh, we care and we want to help students and, and employees. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because again, you know, there, there's nothing that can seem like, a, a, there, nothing should seem like a dumb question and your office does a great job to help resolve those, okay? Um, Kelly, I want to come back to you now. Do you have any other, uh, a similar story? I know you can't go into many details because of privacy concerns, but can, can you tell us about a success story of a, a student who's been able to benefit through the work of uh, learning support services? Sure, I mean, we have so many students who come through our office every year, but we love those students who come in and you know they're timid and they're shy and they're nervous and you see, you feel their anxiety, right? <laughs> um, and they come back not to receive more support, but to show you that grade, right? Mm. They wanna show you um, the big red A that we all <laughs> strive for. Um, they wanna come and show that to you, right? And sometimes for our students, that's an A, that's a B, that's a C, right? Mm. But um, they're so proud of themselves, and that's really what we want. More than we wanna see a particular letter grade, we want them to be so confident and what they've accomplished. Okay. Well, again, the reason we're having this conversation here, midterms are quickly coming upon us. We're getting to that point where things are getting serious in the semester. So I'd like to ask each of you, and, uh, and Madeline, we'll start with you first. What advice would you give to students at this particular point in the semester to be have a successful remainder of the semester? I would say that if you are feeling overwhelmed or just kind of like you're spinning out and you're not sure where to turn to, that you're not alone in, in feeling overwhelmed and we have resources to help you. And if you're not sure of where to start, reach out to PACSupport at astate.edu and we will be happy to get you connected to where you need to go. And then the other piece of advice, I'll just draw on what my mom always used to tell me when I was in college is that the days are long, but the years are short. Um, <laughs> I know midterms, it, it's a stressful time for sure and the days are are going to seem long, but um, the end of the semester will be upon us before we know it, and, and the days are long, but the years are short. <laughs> and Kelly, we've got about 30 seconds left. Same question for you. Advice for students. Oh, gosh. Just come see us. Just come <laughs> spend time with us. Uh, we're located, learning support is on the third floor of the library, and students you know, you're welcome to just come and hang out. Our librarians won't gawk at you too much. Um, they'll offer you a, a snack and a page to color on, maybe some Legos if you don't have any homework. Um, but just come hang out. And then if you do need the support, it's just right there. 
And thank you so much to both of my guests. That's going to bring to a close this edition of A-State Connections. I want to thank my guests, uh, Kelly Listenby, Director of Learning Support Services, and Madeline Ragland, PAC Support Coordinator. I'd also like to thank Instructor of Creative Media Production, Galen Perkins, and his awesome students running the scenes behind the show. And uh, also thanks to engineers Clayton Holderfield and Jacob Keene for their help, and thank you for watching. Jonathan Reeves will be back next week with the next edition of A-State Connections. You can listen to this episode by searching for Red Wolf Radio Podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in.